War rages across the galaxy. Obi-Wan takes on the banking clan. Dooku takes on a new apprentice and more as the Sky Guys are back to recap season one of Clone Wars 03. <laughs> We are back here on the sky, guys, starting our journey through Clone Wars 03 as we begin a very split micro month here. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips. Join me today. First of all, the man is voicing in the narration every single week. Pete Constantori is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well. I'm very excited to talk about this. This is something I haven't seen prior to this podcast. I watched it for this podcast, so I'm very excited to talk uh, about it with you guys and always excited to talk Star Wars. Yeah, unfortunately, Nick Fred, I got stuck on... Uh like in the banking clan for us here, but helping us in, out today, joining us, like we heard of him back in on November when we did the bracket on the podcast, one of the members of the selection committee. He is our Star Wars, Clone Wars 03 expert here. Max Rowers back with us. Max, how are you? Uh, good to be here again. Thanks for having me. I, I don't know that I consider myself an expert, but I do remember watching this when it came out on Cartoon Network, and it's uh, always been a little bit of a favorite piece of Star Wars uh, television of mine, so happy to chat about it. Yeah, we see that uh, while Nick is still over uh, fighting the banking clan, Max is there in the background watching, like, keeping an eye on his battles going on behind him. <laughs> ah. With your favorite character, Dirge. Yeah, there, I'm happy to happy to chat about him today. Uh, I guess he did, he did not make the, the jump to live action, and uh, but he would have ranked highly in my bracket had he done that. Yeah, we, we got left behind. We'll talk about that in a little bit here, but... Uh, if people want to know, you want to subscribe to the Sky Guys, you can do so. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Amazon, all those suspects. Simply search for the Sky Guys, your favorite podcast platform, final episodes there. And uh, Max, you want to subscribe to us here because you have a lot of fun stuff, including we did a few weeks ago the doc interview with Kyle Newman, the direct, the producer of the uh, Stars in the Force documentary. Yeah, Phil's, uh, Phil, or sorry, Nick's brother Phil told me about that. Uh, and I believe I am a subscriber to you guys actually on Apple Podcasts. So, you know, I listen from time to time, and I'm always happy to be on the show. Yeah, people got people got to follow Max's example here. Just subscribe. For sure. All right. So, also, Pete, if you want to follow the social media, how can I do that? Uh, it's at Sky Guys Podcast. Yep. Uh, pretty much everywhere, right? Am I right? You, yep. you throw me off here. Nick usually does this. I don't have to have this kind of homework. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. At Sky Guys Podcast everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, X, as Nick would call it. And I think that's it, right? Do we have, we have yep. Facebook? No. We're on, we're on threats. We're on threads. We're on yeah. threads. So make sure you check us out there, too. Yeah, because I got the YouTube version here. Mike Phillips on YouTube. We got our fun graphics like Max's background here. And uh, we have a lot of fun props we bring out throughout the show here. And I'll bring out a character. We may not I didn't think we get much of him this week, but we got him. We'll definitely get him in season two of Clone Wars 03. We got R2-D2 here from the Lego set. Yeah, it's nice. No, it's definitely. That's not minifigure, right? That's like a brickhead scale. That's like a brickhead scale. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. All right. So. so so, Pete, I didn't realize you have not seen Clone Wars 03. I have not. This is the first time. Actually, so this was watching Clone Wars for the first time in general, 08 or 03, was because of this podcast. So oh. a lot of this stuff was new to me. Um, so 03, I remember seeing, like, trailers or commercials about it back when, you know, it was on Cartoon Network, but I never actually, like, sat down and watched it. Um, so brand new. Very, very new. Literally watched it today to make sure I didn't forget anything. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, this is my second my second time through because I watched it before the live action for the animation live action bracket to get the Grievous rundown. Then now I revisited it for this. Gotcha. Okay. 
And then, like I said, so my my history of it was I watched it when it first came out uh, back in Cartoon Network, like, was it 20 years ago? Yeah. Uh, and then I actually had the DVD, I think, of season two still sitting at my parents' house somewhere. So I've so it was nice, actually, to rewatch it. And I, like, remembered a lot of the episodes and the moments. It was a little nostalgic. Yeah, for sure. Before we get into more of the Clone Wars over here, uh, Pete's going to handle the news department today because Nick is uh, not with us. So you want to give us a quick rundown of what we got this week? Yeah, I mean, so the big news actually, obviously, is that Bad Batch season three is coming. It's premiering on February twenty first with a whopping three episode premiere. So you're getting, if everything is still at twenty minute or twenty two minute uh, format, an hour of content on the twenty first. We talked about it off air. My assumption is this is not going to be coming out the night prior. This is going to be coming out the day of three a.m. Eastern, twelve a.m. Pacific. So. Uh, I don't think we're getting that early release there, but a, a whopping premiere. Um, some people like it, some people don't. I know our own Nick Freda is not very happy about that premiere, but but Mike, uh, we finally getting Bad Batch season three, our first new Star Wars content of 2024. Yeah, much earlier than I thought we were getting. I thought we were getting us closer to May, so nice to get a little like fresh content. We hadn't had anything really since Ahsoka. Yeah, and that was what four months ago. Yeah, so already in October. So uh, yeah. Max will speak to the fact here. Like, Max and I was a Bad Batch guy. So uh, are you excited to get this final season underway? Yeah, I've uh, I've enjoyed the Bad Batch. I don't know that I'd put it on par with Rebels or Clone Wars 08 or, or Clone Wars 03, but I enjoy the characters. I enjoy a lot of the side stories. And I think it fleshes out. You don't have a lot of the, like, in-between uh, end of the Clone Wars, beginning of the Empire era in lo- in the movies or the television shows, and especially right at that period, right right when the Empire's starting and you're kind of seeing them build their Stormtrooper army. So I think it's a nice little development of Star Wars lore to see a lot of that in action. Yep, we'll be back next week. We're going to have our preview pod for Season 3 coming up here. It threw off Micro Month. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode here. But uh, what else you got in the news department, Pete? So apparently, and I haven't seen this, so I apologize, um, but a group of fans remade the Obi-Wan and Anakin duel from episode three in Clone Wars kind of animation style. Uh, have you two seen this? Because I have not. I think I see Max says he has seen this. Yeah, I've seen that on, on YouTube. It's very impressive. Uh, very impressive. Yeah, I, I'm impressed that like people took the time to do it in that style, which is that's that's not easy to do that. No, I mean, I I. The, the amount of patience you probably need to to do any sort of animation style anything is outrageous. So the fact that they were able to do that is is uh is really good. Um uh, and the last piece of news, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm gonna bash Chad's name here. Chad Stahelski. Chad Stahelski? Yeah. All right. Chad Stahelski wants to make his own Star Wars movie. It seems like every person out there in the industry wants to make their own freaking Star Wars movie. Yeah, Chad uh, Stahelski. I'm not familiar with Chad. Yeah, are you familiar with the Chad. Are you familiar with the John Wick franchise? Oh yeah, that's John the John Wick director. Yeah, that's him. So uh, Wow, I'm terrible, man. I should know this. This uh, is ridiculous. Max, do you want to see a John the John Wick director take a shot at Star Wars? I actually have not seen any of the the John Wick films. Uh, I know that they're well regarded. Yeah. Uh and I know that they're known for their action set pieces. I don't know how they are in plot. So maybe I should watch those before I have an opinion. I would say there's a lot of action. Keanu Reeves in them. A lot of a lot of fun is John Wick. There's elaborate choreography. The plot is like fun at points. They have some very deep themes here. And like Pete, this is sort of be like the, if we want the like uh, shoot 'em up like uh, big choreography action sequence Star Wars here, which I think would be fun if John if uh, Stahelski got shot at it. Uh, 
let me let me tell you something. I have to apologize again for not recognizing who that was, but it, an action-packed Star Wars film would not be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I think a lot of the Star Wars films we've seen, the storyline is there. It's George's story, but a lot of the non-George Lucas stories, with the exception of maybe Solo and Rogue One, sometimes don't land. So. An action-heavy Star Wars where you don't have to think too much about the plot is maybe a little bit of a refresh for us. Something that we would need as Star Wars fans, just a little bit, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't want to get too too out of, out of the way when it comes to to, to Star Wars lore or, or the canon, but imagine all those lightsaber and blaster fights. That'd be that'd be sick. Uh, Mac, if you were followed, if you played the video game Jedi Survivor, it'd be like the Cal Kestis uh, lightsaber blaster combo on steroids. That that does sound very appealing. Uh, and I, uh, I'd be, I, I agree with Pete. It'd be nice to see like a heavy action Star Wars movie. I think that'd be fun. Like you can even take something like Clone Wars, blow it up into live scale, and maybe you have more uh, animatic battles. All right, so Pete, that's all we got for the week, right? That's all we got. All right, so let's get into Clone Wars 03 here. So uh, Max, since you were got more involved, familiar with the source material, and Pete or I are, you want to give us a little bit of the history of like how this thing came about? I can give you the history as far as I know, which is that I guess back in 2003, there were these little five minute episodes on Cartoon Network. And I forget if they appeared every week. No, they appeared like every week or every couple of days. Uh, and just each was like a self-contained story. Now, we have the the fortunality of living in 2024. We can watch them on a string in Disney+. Plus. Um and so you can kind of see the story develop a lot more, but basically every week it was like, here's a little story, it's five minutes, it's animated, uh, not in the like, how would I describe the art style of 08? Like 08's like the 3D art style, is that, does that yeah. kind of make sense? Yeah. Versus it's, it's, this is more of like a pure 2D art style, hand-drawn animation. And I, I think it's, at this point, it's probably been overshadowed a lot by 08. Uh, more episodes, there's seven seasons, it's very regarded. But I think a lot of Star Wars fans still have a strong place for Clone Wars 03 in their heart. Uh, just some of the concepts, some of the plot, uh, some of the action set pieces, and even some of the, the plot elements actually made it into Clone Wars 08. I know there was one today, I'm sure, that we're going to talk about. Um so, I, again, I remember watching this when I was, like, 10 years old, and in every episode I'd be like, oh, well, this is cool, and you get introduced to some cool characters. Um, but, yeah, it, it definitely, like, breaking them up piece by piece, that wasn't always so conductive to telling, like, a, a long-winded story the same way that Clone Wars 08 has that advantage. Yeah, so to reset the timeline this year, the first season, the episodes aired, basically, I think, November, because this says here, November 7th was the premiere, and then it must have been on a Friday or something, to get the 10th to the 14th and the 17th to the 20th. So the whole... First season, if you want to call it that, which is about like if you watch it on Disney Plus without the credit snap down here, it's 32 minutes, 08 seconds into volume one. Is that far as you go before you get into volume to the second half of the first of the first volume of the of the Clone Wars 03 here? So two week season, Pete. Nice and quick. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, certainly. It was a pilot season. Got to do it like that. Yeah. So uh, general thoughts here. I'll start with you, Pete, because obviously you have not seen it before. We watched it for this podcast here. So what do you think about Clone Wars 03 season one? Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, it's not my favorite piece of Star Wars content, but it wasn't bad content by any means. Um, a lot of action, not as much story or world building. Um, I don't think the series was made for that anyway. I think it was made for a 
Saturday morning cartoon style. Let's put some action. Let's put Star Wars, your favorite characters, and they're going to beat up some bad guys. So I think it works well for what it was probably marketed to be back in 03. Um, but it was good. It was, who knows? Chad could probably do a little bit of something with this if you want to make a film on Clone Wars 03. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, for the 30 minutes I watched it, I enjoyed all the action and, you know, the little bits of story that we kind of already knew. Yeah, Max, I did like also like the little bite-sized snippets of Star Wars here where I feel like if I had watched this, like if this had been like, you know, 30-minute episode or 20-minute episodes like the modern cartoons are, like I don't know if this hold up as well. I think for like quick little short hits of like, oh, here's a fun action sequence or here's a battle or here's some clones doing cool stuff. I think that's, I think it worked for this. Yeah, I I think it's, it was definitely different watching it all together. Um so, like, for instance, the the first chapter of the series is literally when Anakin Skywalker and everyone's, like, flying off to war. There's no action. Just, like, the Clone Wars are getting started. And if you watch that individually in the five-minute snippet, it's like, that that's it? That's all that happened? Versus, you know, now you can watch it in a string and kind of transitions, and it's like, oh, there's more to it. On the flip side, right, you know, you have, like, the battle episodes, like the one with Dirge or Keith Feisto, uh, that are sort of more self-contained. They're fun. They're not. They're not as much world building, but like you get a nice little dose of Star Wars there. Yeah, for sure. Here and uh, let's also talk about here uh, some stuff here. The animation style here, which is as Max said earlier, it's not the 3D we're used to with the Clone Wars 08 or Rebels or Bad Batch. This is 2D hand-drawn artwork, basically for all these episodes here. Uh, Max, like you, like you said, you you think that this works for this style of show. I, th I think so. Um, and you can look at, like, I think they do a really good job with some of these battles, possibly even more than Clone Wars 08, of just capturing the scale of the conflict. Like, uh, in the Munalist arc, and you see all those hundreds and hundreds of starships on both sides, from the Separatist and from the Republic, fighting each other, just the number of troops that are on the ground... Some of that scale is easier to convey in 2D than it is in 3D in live action. And it gives you an idea more of, like, the size of the conflict. Yeah. Uh, Pete, what do you think of the animation style? I thought for 03 it was pretty damn good. Um, obviously, compared to today, uh, you know, it shows its age a little bit. But, I mean, I think it was clean. I think they did a good job on the, the character models, if you will. Um, a little bit different than what we've normally seen, but that's okay. Uh, it's their artistic touch on it. So I, I thought it was good. I thought it was, you know, for its time, I thought it was, uh, you know, if I, I'm imagining if I was watching this back in 03, um, you know, and I was, I can't do the math right now, 11. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think I would be like, wow, this is a great Saturday morning cartoon, or this would be, you know, a great thing to watch, especially as a Star Wars fan. I'm 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 pissed I missed it when it came out. I feel like I would have loved this. Uh, I think I just wasn't, you know, hitting the time, yeah. you know, correctly when it came on. So yeah, I think the thing I like about this also is like at first it kind of throws you if you use the modern style, but I do feel like this is a cool little throwback to like the old school cartoons and like actually if you've seen the. Tale of the Faithful Wookiee, the 1978 holiday special, that cartoon on Disney Plus. It's sort of like the next step from that to where we got here. I feel like it's a lot of fun seeing that play out, Max. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good transition. And I also, I think 2D art usually ages very well. That's why you can watch most Disney films from like the 90s or the 40s or 50s, and it still looks great. So 
you know, maybe they could have done a little bit more with it today, but I still think it it held up pretty well. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some of the voice acting here. And uh, a lot of familiar names here in the cast list that we've gotten here, Pete, because you look at some of the voice cast here, we have James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. As this, he's in this before he gets to the actual Clone Wars series, the 08 series. Tom Kane's Yoda, T.C. Carson's Mace Windu, Anthony Daniels is back here, Corey Burton is Count Dooku, like, a lot of familiar faces here we got here, some new names, some other names were not brought over back here, but I think it was nice Mm -hmm. having the familiar ones we're used to. It was, it was a little bit jarring, I feel like the voice acting, maybe just because the technology was better in Clone Wars 08, um, closer to what the characters sound like in the live action i feel like in 08 and 03 but it was look the the fact that they were able to carry over those characters from the 03 to 08 um and keep that continuity is great um it's voice acting i'm sure it's very difficult to do trying to portray emotion and acting through an animation style like this um when you're not on screen yourself so um i'm not going to speak about if it's bad or good, it's it's good. I, I can't do it myself, right? So I think it's good. It's just a little jarring. It's a little different than what we're used to in 08, and I think they do it a little bit better in 08, but that, that might be a technological um, advancement versus, you know, the actual um, quality of the product. Yeah, and Max, I think the biggest difference you'll notice here, for, if you watch Clone Wars 08 and go back to Clone Wars 03, they basically switch voice actors on Anakin Skywalker after this product. They have a guy named Matt Lucas is the voice actor Anakin Skywalker here, and I just felt like the voice for me just didn't work because I felt like the way the character was portrayed seemed like very, very, very whiny, whereas they have a much more confident Anakin in the 08 version. That's exactly what I was about to say. I thought that he was a lot more whiny in the first couple of of episodes. Now, to be fair, and I'll I'll just in defense of Matt Lucas, so first five episodes of Clone Wars 03, Anakin's a Padawan, right? He's got like the little braided tail. And that kind of evokes like episode two whiny Anakin Skywalker. Clone Wars 08, I don't think he's a Padawan, right? It's like kind of more close to episode three Anakin Skywalker. He's more confident. He's more brash. And so in that sense, you could argue his his voice acting while it comes across a little whinier is more true to where his character is in his progression. Yeah, Pete, did the Anakin voice bother you at all when you were watching this? It didn't bother me. Um, hearing what Max says, it makes more sense. Uh, you know, he's still a Padawan. He's still kind of like a whiny little kid in, in theory. But um, it was, like I said, prior jarring. I think that was the main reason why I said it's it, it throws you off a little bit was his character specifically. Um, but I don't. I mean, I don't think I can blame the voice actors like Max said. I think I, I think it's more so the direction that they wanted to go in, and that's just what it was. And also, too, we're so used to Hayden Christensen and the new voice actor, which I, you said the name. I apologize for forgetting for Clone Wars 08. Right. So we're so used to that. Uh, it's hard to hear anything else and not be thrown off a little bit, even if it was not a whiny, whinier voice or even if it wasn't a you know immature voice. I feel like it, it, we would still have something to say about it. Yeah, for sure. Let's go with the plot for a little bit here. It's season one. So basically, storylines we're watching here in this one is basically most of the season, I would say, Max, is that like we get this siege on Munalist, the banking clan planet where Obi-Wan and Anakin are leading like assaults on this planet. Obi-Wan's dealing with the ground assault. Anakin's in the space. We have a one-off with, Matt, with, Kat, with Kit Fisto fighting on Mount Calamari. 
and we have a Dooku arc where Dooku meets Asajj Ventress here. So, like, I feel like that's pretty much, like, it's not much to say. It's not much plot to really wrap up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Asajj Ventress, though, just to go back to uh, the voice actors, Grey Leslie, who voices her in Clone Wars 03, is a treasure. I, I actually might like her uh, portrayal of Asajj Ventress better than uh, Clone Wars 08, and I guess if you saw the trailer, Bad Batch. Uh, but um, Grey Leslie, I'm also like a big Avatar Last Airbender fan, and she's just great in everything she does, so I might be a sucker for that. Yeah, I did think we'll get some of these plot points here. Uh, P, anything when the overall storyline stick out even the first half of this? Not really. I feel like this is stuff that we knew about and saw. It's just maybe a little extra battles that we didn't see. Um, nothing really stood out to me, though. I mean, well, okay. The last arc with Count Dooku and Asajj Ventress stood out to me because that was brand new, brand new to me. And it was interesting. But just, I, I think just seeing him like in the water, you know, he's throwing the, the force uh, bubbles. I don't know what the force power description of that is. But it was just, it was cool. And they adapted that also for Clone Wars 08. Like they have the whole arc with the Mon Calamari and the Quarren. And, and I think they, they develop it more, right, in, in the 08 series. But that's the foundations of it. And it's just like, I think, I don't think prior to this point, he had really been introduced. Like he's in episode two and he's fighting. And just watching this like very different atmosphere and very different force powers than what you've seen. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. The other thing is, obviously, I love the Dirge arc. Like that, I think, you know, there's not much plot developing there, but it's cool. Dirge is just, I know we're going to talk about him more, but he's just a cool villain. And the Gendai is a really interesting uh, species, right? They're like near immortal. Obi-Wan like cuts him in half and he still recovers. And he's just this like giant tentacled monster with all these like gadgets and bounty hunter armor. Is it is it thin on plot? Sure. But it's it's exciting and it's a fun little action set piece to watch. Yeah, for sure. Here, let's go on to some of these concepts you mentioned here to talk about brought over to Clone Wars property. Obviously, you mentioned here, Pete, the Kit, like Matt mentioned the Kit Fisto arc on Mon Calamari here. Like, this is a whole four episode arc in season four, season, season four of Clone Wars here. So, fun to see if they took this idea and just built upon it to re, to reintroduce it to the uh, audience in that after the show. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's um, great when you can take something that's that short and, and extend it to a four episode arc, which is like an hour and 20 minutes of of just star Wars goodness. Um, I, I think I'm sure as we watch all of the rest of the clone wars, of 03, we're going to see a lot of things transfer over. Right. Um, I'm sure they use this show as a nice template, um, which they should have. And I, and I, and I, um, you know, I, I think it's cool. I think they did the right thing by doing that and, and by not ignoring what they've done in the past. Um, so yeah, I think it's good. All right, let's talk about Asajj Ventress here, who obviously we get her in Clone Wars R8, where she's basically a fallen Jedi who is working with Dooku. Here, I think it's a fun origin story for her because if you watch Clone Wars R8, the way she enters is sort of like going through the like the box episode, like how Dooku has the bounty hunters fight for supremacy in the box. She basically comes out on top of the box to become his like Sith apprentice here. So, Max, what do you think about Asajj Ventress here, how they introduce her? I thought it was pretty exciting. Um, I mean, basically, she's like camouflaging as the host of this uh, gladiator event. And she's sort of like, I should be working for you, Dooku. And he's like, oh, like, who are you? And she goes in and she uses the force to just slaughter basically every one of these giant monsters that you see fighting. And I think that it gives her a good um, 
don't know. It gives you a good estimation of her power. Uh, obviously, like I said, Greta Leslie is phenomenal as a voice actress. I think she does a great job in conveying uh, Asajj Ventress as this like mysterious, conniving kind of character. Um, I I would say that they I think delve more into. I think I think in Clone Wars 03, Asajj Ventress is kind of more of just like a standard bad guy. Whereas in in episode in the 08, they kind of make her feel more conflicted. Like she's working for Dooku until it's like he's clearly out for for Dathomir and he's killing all the Night Sisters. So in that sense, I think they do Asajj Ventress better in 08. But as far as the introductions, I think it's like, oh, this is a this is a tough uh, Force user to mess with, uh, and I think that's that's exciting. Yeah, P, I do feel like in terms of the Asajj Ventress arc here, Max is correct that in Clone Wars 08, like, she gets this whole arc where, like, Dooku's told to eliminate her, and she goes, goes back to her people, get the backstory for her that way. Here, she's sort of more like, okay, Dirge is dealing with Obi-Wan, Asajj is the one who's sent to deal with Anakin, and we'll, we'll see next week how that ends up going for her. Yeah, I mean, I... I very... It makes me very interested in the character, right? I mean, I, and not, not to say that what I've seen in Clone Wars 03 has not been interesting, but I feel like up until Asajj Ventress, I wasn't really invested in the characters. I was more invested on in what was happening in the show yeah. um, right in front of my eyes, not character development or anything like that. Again, the show was probably not marketed or designed to be this way, but Asajj Ventress gives that, oh, this is going to be a plot point through this. This is new. I don't know who this new lightsaber-wielding person is, and I, I think it gives the character, I don't want to say credibility, but a sense of importance, even though we, you know, we never expected to be, you know, the character was never expected to be so important, you know, in Clone Wars 08. We didn't think that was going to happen, you know, past 03. So, I think it's great. I think I think it was, a, that's the part that really kind of captivated me in the 30 minutes that we watched. Yeah, and Max, I feel like it turns our characters on also. They, they were pretty faithful in 08, for, like, bringing the 03 look in, just making it 3D. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, I guess the eyes, just like looking at them back to back right now, like her eyes are kind of more pale in, in 03 or, or empty, whereas I think she actually has pupils in 08. But otherwise, yes, like they, they got the double lightsabers. They're the curved blades. They have the outfit correct. I, I do think it's a faithful uh, interpretation. And like I said, I think they do more with her character in, in 08. Yeah, let's talk about Durge, the other bad guy here, just Obi-Wan. Max talked about him earlier. He's a Gendai who that's the same species as uh, Ravis in the Jedi Survivor video game. So, like, if you were for modern audience who play the game, that's the same kind of character Durge is here. He basically is, like, indestructible man until, like, Obi-Wan basically, like, I, Max, how does he die? You just say, like, does Obi-Wan basically like, just go inside him and, like, basically cut him so up from the Durge Dirge swallows him with his tentacles, and Obi-Wan uses the Force to blow him up. And actually, I think that there were comic books that were released after Clone Wars 03 where Dirge was included. So I don't even think that he's he's killed in that sense. I think he's killed somewhere down the line in the comics. So even blowing this guy up wasn't enough. I mean, they do kind of hint in the episode, like, oh, he might not actually be dead, and you just never see him again in Clone Wars 03 after this. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is correct. All right, so um, I'm going to pee for one second here. Like, what'd you think about Dirge? Uh, I thought it was cool. I it makes me kind of want to see what he would look like in live action, what they would do. Um, I feel like that'd be a really cool element to throw in somewhere. But I mean, again, you'd have to do a timeline where Dirge is around. Um, but it super cool concept. I don't think we've seen 
something close to this in Star Wars. Uh, I think this is totally new. Um, the action was great. He seems like a complete badass. So, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely very cool. And um, like I said prior, something that would be really cool in live action if they could do it. Yeah, and obviously we we talked about Dirge a little bit here. Obviously, he's the probably the biggest character introduced in the series who is not brought over to anything else like the Clone Wars, 08, Rebels, live action, you name it here. Like, he gets sort of left behind in this show. He's His arc basically is he's a bounty hunter hired by the banking clan to deal with Obi-Wan and fails at it. So, uh, Max, as the Dirge guy... Why do you think they did not bring him over? Uh, I have a two-word answer for that, and I it's it's Cad Bane. So I think it's because I, I don't know what the creation process was for Cad Bane, but I think someone thought of Cad Bane. They're like, this should be the big bounty hunter bad in the Clone Wars, and that didn't leave room for Dirge. I guess he could have been part of Cad Bane's posse. Like, who else is in that? Like, Ayla Singh or that guy with, like, the Ronin hat. He throws it. But I think Dirge would have stood out too much. It's like, why aren't we seeing more of him? So I, I think it was because of, of Cad Bane and, and sort of trying to push him as the, the main bounty hunter that they didn't adopt him. That's my speculation. Yeah, Pete, would you, like, I do think that makes sense where they say, okay, like, we have a cool new version of this a bounty hunter archetype and, like, we're introducing both that we have these other characters we've established. You don't want to overshadow and say, why is it the cool looking guy who can regenerate himself around more? It's a possibility. Um, I feel like they could have done it though. There was room. There was what, seven seasons? Yeah. There was room to do it. I think, again, like you had mentioned and Max mentioned, it'd be hard to just show him and then that's it. After an arc, he's gone. But you could have still done it. It would have been a little awkward, but doable. Max, I also will throw out here. We remember Cad Bane's possibility sort of like sucks the air out of like these like random secondary like characters. I feel like Hondo also takes some of that air out of the balloon. Also, I feel like they had a lot of fun with Hondo. Like, oh, like let's put him in stories, and you have really have like much room to introduce another bad guy. Yeah, I agree with that. That you have these like mercenary type characters who they're devoting so much plot to. It's hard to then because then people are going to want to see more of Dirge, but then you can't see more of Dirge without seeing less of Hondo and Cad Bane. So I, I agree with that. Let, let me let me tell you something. How many droid arcs did we have in Clone Wars? <laughs> no, nah, like I'm not even trying to be funny, right? Like how many droid arcs did we have in Clone Wars? You're like telling me you couldn't have taken three of those out of the six or seven, however many we had? Couldn't take three of those and make dirge arcs? Like it was it's possible. I don't yeah, I understand you want to see Hondo. I understand you want to see Cabane. But but you can't say there was no room. There was room. They just decided to do R2-D2 and a little frog dude run around trying to save a little town in the middle of nowhere. So that's that's that. And I'll leave it at that. I, listen, I would have been all for seeing Dirge in 08, and I was very upset that he did not make the transition. So I, I agree with you. Uh, just if I had to speculate as to what the right, what the writers think, but I think that was the wrong decision. Yeah. Uh, and I did when when Revis comes in in Jedi Survivor, I did definitely geek out a little bit because I was like, oh, that's Dirge's species. Oh, I get to fight him. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and th th another angle of this question here: they picked Asajj Ventress over Dirge. Like, why do you think she was the pick? Just because of her Force abilities? You feel like Max? I think so. This is another interesting question. I think that Clone Wars 08, certainly more than the first season of Clone Wars 03, but I think in general focuses a lot more on Anakin and Ahsoka 
than just the general battles. And Asajj is sort of a good foil to Anakin and Ahsoka, right? Like she's the she's the, she's Dooku's apprentice. She's also like a conflicted force user in the same way that Anakin is and at times Ahsoka is. And so I think that she fits better into the plot of those episodes than Dirge might. Um, and obviously they do a lot with the Dathomiri angle in uh, in Clone Wars. And since they, I guess, I don't know if she's technically Dathomiri in Clone Wars 03, but since they fit her into that Dathomiri arc, I think that it's sort of necessary to give her more screen time. Yeah, for sure here. And uh, Pete, one last Clone Wars 08 crossover here. I did think it was fun. Like, you remember like when Obi-Wan goes undercover as Racco Hardeen and the and they fight through the box with, with Cad Bane and the other bounty hunters here? I feel like they took the inspiration for the box episode from this from Asajj Ventress's uh, debut. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, don't they use it in Rebels 2 at some point in, in some sort of capacity with Ezra? They might. I think there might have been. Am I thinking of that wrong? When he is, I think, in the, like the Imperial Flight School, that's... Yeah, some it's it's not exactly the same, but it's it's similar, right? It, it I think they take a little bit from it. I'm not trying to say it's a one for one, but yeah, no, it's it's super cool. I think that's a great part of it. Almost kind of remind me of Hunger Games. I'm sure Hunger Games took it from that. I don't know how old Hunger Games are though, so please don't quote me and roast me on the internet. But I uh, it, it it just kind of gave those vibes, and it's I think it's cool. It, it's not something that takes away from the plot. It adds a little something something to it. So. I'm I'm cool with it. If they bring it back for something else at some point in Star Wars, I'll be okay with the box too. But uh, definitely a, a great thing to keep from O3. P, we should bring the box into Bad Batch somehow. Like maybe you have like Hunter and Wrecker have to fight out of the box uh, at some point. You know, I'm telling you, that wouldn't be a bad idea. That's probably the best place to do it since it's the closest to the Clone Wars and, you know, the Separatists and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, look. They had a variant of it, Rebels. So we're in the same timeline. They could, they could, it could make a comeback. Let's maybe call it. Let's hot take. The box comes back in Bad Batch season three. Yeah, Max. Like, we, like if if that happens here, people would come back to this pocket and say, "Oh, these guys had it first. I, you guys should get all the credit. I think that'd be a good plot point. Yeah. All right. Dirty here first. Heat with the box. Yeah. The yeah. They're gonna Disney's gonna delay it and rewrite it in so yeah. that we we get that take because it's just too good of a take to not have. The box come back, you know, so. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up here like we do for these shows here. We're going to give out some uh, awards here. So uh, we're going to start out here. The MVP of Clone Wars 08 season, the Clone Wars 03 season one here. I'll start out. I'm going to give my MVP here to Obi-Wan for this episode, for this series, because he's the main sort of through line character with this battle on Munalist here. And I think the way he is explodes Durs on the inside, then like cracks joke. Oh, I've made such a mess. I just thought that was so. Maybe actually got me to laugh a little bit. So I'm giving Obi Wan my MVP for the season. So Pete, what do you think? So I'm gonna go with Saj Ventress only because of what I said earlier. I feel like she was the only character that kind of grabbed me and was like, "Oh, this this character is gonna be important." We all know Saj Ventress from Clone Wars or Eight, so we kind of had that background anyway. But it was the only character to me that was like, "You need to pay attention to this character right now." Um, so I'll give her the MVP. Uh, Max, who's your MVP of season one of Clone Wars 03? Well, you make good points about Obi-Wan Kenobi because he does win this giant battle uh, against the the banking clan. But just to be different, I'll give it to Dirge. I mean, basically, the Republic is ruining the droids, and he almost single-handedly turns the tide with his uh, jousting droids. 
And he, I think, is a pretty formidable force. He takes out a bunch of clones. He swallows Obi-Wan whole and does not die after being exploded. And he just looks so damn cool. Yeah. All right, I knew Max was going to get the point of dirge. <laughs> you, you're right, though, about Obi-Wan. Like, he does win that battle, but, you know, I'll do somebody different. <laughs> All right, so the LVP now, P. Who was the worst character in Clone Wars 03 Season 1? Um, I don't know. I, I really give it to Dooku. Uh, the only reason why I'm giving it to Dooku is because he's supposed to be this. To me, at least, it didn't seem like he was that like important. I guess this was very just just kind of there. Yeah. I feel like in 08, he was. He was like the leader of the separatists. Like it was like a big thing. This was just like, ah, he's just some guy under a master. Like, you know, so uh, I'll give the LVP to him because I can't really think of anyone else that I would give it to. Uh, Max, you have any, you have an answer for this question. I'll give it to Anakin. Uh, I know we discussed earlier why his voice actor is, is different, but I just, it just was so off putting. Like I could not get over how whiny he sounded. And I just, it just bothered me. Uh, so I'll give it to Anakin. Uh, one quick thing on Dooku, though. You guys notice that he has, like, a flying power? Like, he literally just, like, floats down. Have we ever seen that in any other Star Wars live-action or animated take? I don't think so. I get think Unless you're counting Carrie Poppins from Episode Eight, that's probably the closest to it. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm not counting that one. <laughs> Uh, no, I just, I think in Battlefront 2, Palpatine could kind of levitate, but I was like, oh, that's, that's a different one than I've seen. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Anakin's my LVP. I'm with you, Max, on Anakin here. I just think, like, the attitude also, like, kind of took me out of it here, where, like, for, like, he's kind of, like, trying, like, oh, like, I'm the big shot. Like, I can do everything myself. And, like, why won't Obi-Wan give me more respect here? And then I think it sort of parlays into the second, uh, half of, Volume one on Disney Plus. So I do think like it's sort of a preview of next week. Anakin gets an LVP early here for me. Fair. All right. So next up here, we're going to grade the season on a scale of one to 10. One is worse than 1978 holiday special. 10's up there at the prison break of Andor as the pinnacle of Star Wars content here. And Max, I know it's, it's your first time grading something here. This is not like school. So here, five is average. Five is not a failing grade. So. How do you feel about this season as a whole? I'd say I give it a seven or an eight out of 10. Um, obviously I'm, I'm trying to remove the nostalgia from it because it, you know, it brings back some fun memories. Um, I think it's an exciting piece of star Wars lore. Like it's fun to watch these episodes. It's fun to watch the battles. I don't think it like does a lot with the plot. I think the the subsequent seasons have a little bit more meat to them, but it's it's fun. It's enjoyable. There's nothing that I think is bad about it, other than Anakin's voice being annoying. You know, it's just it's it's good, but not amazing Star Wars. Yeah, I'll give it a solid uh, six. I feel like for me, like I have seen far worse Star Wars, both live action and animated. So like, you give me a choice between this and some of the lower level Clone Wars or later Bad Batch episodes, I'll take this again. I'm not I'm not uh, upset if I have to watch it again. So Pete, how you feel? I mean, this is tough for me because I usually try to dig a little deeper than just um, how it looks and everything like that. But I feel like there's not much, I don't want to say there's not much plot, but comparatively to other things we watch in Star Wars, the plot's a little bit thicker, right? 
Um, I'll, I'll give it a solid six and a half, six point five. We'll split the difference. Um, it was enjoyable. I would watch it again. We're going to continue to watch it. I'm not dreading it, right? I mean, there's been Star Wars content where I had to continue to watch something. And go, oh, God, I got to watch this again. Or I got to watch something after this. You know, droid arc, cough, cough. Um, but I, I don't think it's the best Star Wars content I've seen. So I'll give it a little bit above average, but it's it's not up there for me. Yeah, for me, I think it's fine. It's not a chore to watch it. It's like, but I will say, Pete, next week is better in terms of uh, what perfect. Season two, like season two, is better in terms of the plot. They have some fun story threads going going on here. I will also say for Clone Wars 08, like I like I like Clone Wars 03, the first season better than Clone Wars 08. I thought that the first season of Clone Wars 08 was kind of like jokey, and obviously that series gets better. So I think it's the same here. But I, I thought like the maturity, the action, the enjoyment of this season was better. I would agree with the that first take. season. I would agree with that take. No Jar Jar Binks episodes. No Jar Jar Binks. Period. In this in this one. That is that is true. All right. So next up here, we're gonna take a break from Micro Month. We're gonna come back next week. We're gonna do our season three preview of the Bad Batch, Pete, because they dropped this surprise on us here, like at the day of recording, the day before they announced the season's coming back here. So we're celebrating Star Wars Podcast Day today. First of all, so Max, did you know about Star Wars Podcast Day? I did not, but uh, that makes me feel really honored to be a part of it today. Yeah, so Star Wars Podcast Day, people are unaware, is celebrates the 25th anniversary of the very first Star Wars podcast, first episode of Jedi Talk, dropped on February 7th, 1999. So it's a initiative to get all the Star Wars podcasts together to, so compared to the day, drops an episode out here. So this is our Star Wars Podcast Day episode. It's our Clone Wars 03 Season 1 discussion. All right. That's this week. Next week, Bad Batch preview. Nick will be back with us, Pete. So we're going to get you ready for the final season of Bad Batch here. And uh, we're definitely going to have a little discussion about that uh, Asajj Ventress appearance at the end of the trailer. Yeah, we're going to have to. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And Max is very aware of this stuff here. And uh, the internet went exploding when they saw Asajj Ventress again, especially considering canonically she's supposed to be dead at this point in the timeline. Uh, I don't know what I was more shocked about to see Asajj Ventress or to see Asajj Ventress with hair. That was, that was a little bit of a weird sight. I gotta tell you. <laughs> that looked like it was inspired by Marin from the video game. That, that does track. Yeah. But yeah. it was still like, you're, you're not supposed to have hair. What's, what's going on here? Where did you come from? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And Pete, we'll, we'll talk about this more next week here, but I did think it was interesting that in the actual press release that they put out here, they actually addressed the Dark Disciple book and they said, any storytelling we're telling with Asajj Ventress here will not contradict the book. So I think that's interesting considering they've done that to books of the past where they've basically retconned them for the anime shows. I know Tales of the Jedi did this to the Ahsoka book. They basically like retconned the book itself, the main mission in the last episode of the first season of Tales of the Jedi. I mean, listen, uh, this could be a flashback. I mean, it doesn't have to happen in the events of Bad Batch. It could just be in the show, Bad Batch. So we'll see. We will see. You'll find what happens to her. So, uh, Max, once again, thanks for coming on here. Really appreciate it. Look forward to getting back with you because you're going to hang out with us the whole way through uh, Clone Wars 03, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be on the next two episodes, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to going through the rest of the season. Nice little trip down memory lane. Yep. So, uh, Pete. People want to follow you for follow you on social media. I can do that at Concy29 on Twitter. And uh, this background was made by AP Tyler 308 on Reddit. So make sure you give them a follow. Check them out. 
Yep. I'll also point out you can follow the Sky Guys podcast team, uh, on social media, on Instagram, threads, TikTok, and as Max is calling it, Twitter X. So we find us on all there. So follow me on social media, mphilips331. It's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. Visit over the Justin the Suffering podcast. You're getting ready for the Super Bowl. So uh, exciting for the big game. I'm excited for the food. Yeah. Are you excited for the commercials, Max? Uh, I am. I, I am also a Ravens fan, so I am like holding my breath that they, they make it there, and I actually have a team to really cheer for. You're on edge right now. Yeah. Uh, just, they look good, but I am definitely nervous. <laughs> All right, so we'll put that out there. We'll see. We're recording in advance the AC Championship game. We'll see if Max's team makes it. But by, by the time you guys hear this, you'll know the answer to that question. We'll be back next week with our Bad Bat Season 3 preview, but until then, may the force be with you. Let's <laughs> go.